So among the saints of St. John's Lutheran Church, there is a certain individual within our midst who, if you ask him, uh, you see him and you greet him and you ask how he's doing, he'll respond not by saying the usual sort of thing that we might expect to hear, I'm doing okay, or I'm fine, I'm well, how about you? Nope, nothing along those lines. This particular individual will look you in the eye and say, I am blessed. (laughs) And you may know who that person is, but uh, his identity shall remain nameless. That is not a response we expect to hear every day, and it may even sort of catch us off guard. What do you say to that kind of response, huh? Well, don't overthink it. Say something like, me too. I'm also blessed. I am blessed to be a blessing. And so we are, each and every one of us. We are all blessed to be a blessing. That is the word blessed or blessed, however you pronounce it. That's the word that is before us on this festival of all saints as we give thanks for all the saints in heaven and on earth, those living, those who have gone before us in the faith. In Jesus, we are all the saints, and in Jesus, we are indeed all blessed. That word becomes the theme for preaching on this day. May the Lord's rich and abundant blessing rest upon the preaching and the hearing and the living of his word for Jesus' sake. In that gospel lesson for today, the Lord Jesus speaks that word blessed again and again in describing his saints. And the gospel lesson begins with this segment in Matthew's gospel that opens up Jesus' Sermon on the Mount Matthew chapters 5 and 6 and 7, but it begins with what we often refer to as the Beatitudes, all of these pronouncements of Jesus about those who are blessed. Like Moses of old, who went up on the mountain to receive the teaching, the commandments of the Lord God, Jesus also went up on the mountain to teach not to give new commandments, but to fulfill all that God had given through Moses. And Jesus fulfilled all of those through his life of perfect obedience to everything written in the Father's will, doing for you and for me what we could never do on our own. And Jesus also came to offer his life as the perfect sacrifice for you and for me, dying the death that we rightly deserved because of our sin and disobedience. As John's Gospel tells us, the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. So in these opening words of his Sermon on the Mount, Jesus describes what life in the kingdom of God looks like. And it is an upside-down kingdom where things are not what we would expect. Jesus calls blessed those who are least in the world, those who are considered of little or no value, the poor in spirit, those who mourn, the meek, 
those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, the merciful, the pure in heart, the peacemakers, those who are persecuted for Jesus' sake. In the eyes of the world, these people are not the movers and the shakers. They're not the power brokers who make the headlines. They are not the beautiful people, the celebrities, the rich and the famous. But in Jesus' upside-down kingdom, in his communion of saints, these are the ones who are blessed. And they are blessed because they are beloved of the Lord. Their hope and trust is not in themselves and anything they can do or contribute to the kingdom. Their trust and hope is in Jesus, who loves us all, who laid down his life for us all. You and I, we stand in a long line of saints who have gone before us, whose hope and trust was in Jesus. That's how we usually think of saints, right? The image on the left. Somebody who lived long ago, far away, who lived this super virtuous life and is kind of a, a super Christian, if you will, that most of us could never really measure up to. But I'm here to dispel that idea from you. A saint is not someone who is perfect, who has it all together in life. A saint is not some super Christian who never makes mistakes, who never gets upset or frustrated. Those kind of people can be hard to live with anyway. <laughs> but by outward appearances, the saints in our lives often look like the image on the right. They're ordinary, everyday people, such as parents and grandparents, family members or friends, neighbors, Sunday school teachers, church workers, fellow members of the congregation. These saints, blessed and beloved by the Lord, help us to know Jesus and his redeeming grace, not just by what they said, but by what they have done. They've modeled for us what Jesus' love and forgiveness looks like in real time. They loved us as Jesus has loved us freely, without limitation, when perhaps we are rather unlovable. I want you to take a moment now. Stop and reflect on who are these saints in your life? Who have they been? Who are they now? And after you've had a moment to think and reflect, I invite you to offer a silent prayer of thanks to God for their life and witness, for how you have been blessed through them.
Today, as we celebrate the festival of all saints, I'm thinking about those saints from this fellowship of believers, that is St. John's Lutheran Church, who have died in the Lord over this past year. Jim, Elaine, Walter, Elmer, Don, Dee, Kit, and Ruth. Ruth, whose funeral service took place only yesterday. Our life together as the body of Christ has been enriched through each one of these individuals, blessed through them. My friends, it is here at the Lord's altar that we are joined together and we become one with the whole church on earth and in heaven in a wonderful and mysterious way. It is in Christ, the Word made flesh, that we who come to receive the body and blood of Christ in this Holy Supper are joined together here in this Holy Communion. As the preface for Holy Communion reminds us, therefore with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing. In the midst of the trials and tribulations that go with this life, we draw strength and encouragement and, and fresh hope from that great cloud of witnesses who have gone before us. They are those described in that reading from Revelation, that great multitude which no one could number from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes with palm branches in their hands. As we remember and give thanks for fellow saints who have fallen asleep in Jesus, whether over this past year or many years ago, it is here in this Holy Communion that we are united with them, with the whole church on earth and in heaven. Truth of the matter is most of us would not self-identify as saints. That's just kind of not how we think of ourselves. We don't see ourselves as anything special or unique or extraordinary in the realm of faith. That would be reserved for people like Paul the Apostle or Luther the Reformer or other giants in the faith, right? But the truth is that despite what we may think about ourselves, however inadequate we may feel about ourselves when it comes to faith, however lacking we may believe ourselves to be, it is the Lord God who has declared us to be his beloved and blessed children beginning in holy baptism, where we are marked with the cross of Christ, where we are sealed by the Holy Spirit for life eternal, which is why when we remember those saints from our congregation who have died during this past year, we do this in the prayers, it will be led from the baptismal font because it is there that faith is first given to us as a gift through God's own Son. 
In God's Son, Jesus, we are clothed with the garments of salvation and all of our inadequacies, all of our shortcomings, all of our sins have been covered over in the robe of Christ's own righteousness. This is how we are blessed for time and for eternity. We have been blessed by the Lord richly and abundantly, and the purpose here is not to keep all of this to ourselves, but to be a blessing to others richly and abundantly. That's a body of water that uh, is in our world. You may not know it, but some of you may have actually been there. This is a picture of the Dead Sea. Anybody been there? few of you, okay? It's very easy in life to become the Dead Sea, receiving, like the Dead Sea, all of the rivers, all of the water from the tributaries and streams, but then giving nothing away so that nothing then can live in it. It's dead. When this happens in our own lives, we become more dead than alive, giving nothing away. But contrary to this, friends, we are blessed to be a blessing. What we have received, we are then to give away to others. Since we are called by Christ to be his saints, this is what it is about. We are his set-apart ones for his gracious purposes in the world. Now, the question I want you to grapple with is, how will I go forth from the Lord's house today as his saint to be a blessing? What's that going to look like in my life for today, for tomorrow, for the week ahead? As saints before us have made the love of Jesus known to us in our lives, how will we make the love of Jesus known to the people in our lives? What is the legacy of a living faith that we're going to pass on to the next generation? This festival of all saints begins this month of November, and the focus in this month of November is upon the end of all things and the return of Christ our King to judge the world in righteousness on that great and final day. And until that happens, our calling as God's saints is to reflect the light and love of Jesus through what we say and through what we do. And how important in life is this? Now, more than ever, I believe our world is hungry. More than hungry. I believe our world is famished, starving for Jesus' light and love. How will the world around us, how will the people around us know and experience Jesus' light and love except through you and through me, his saints. As we have received, so we are to give. We are blessed to be 
a blessing. God, help us to do this for Jesus' sake. Amen.